I had to go out the indoor of the of the grocery store because someone who had been recently stabbed was blocking the the exit. It's not good, dude. <laughs> not good. Hi, it's the What If Podcast. That's Ryan. I'm Spencer. Oh, sure, I'm starting with the stabbing at the grocery store story. Why not? What else we got? How else are we gonna start? Oh, it's good to see a bud. <laughs> <laughs> How the that hell was- are you? That, that was a long time ago, everyone. I mean, not really, but that's fine. It wasn't like today. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm fine. I don't know about that person. Probably not. Maybe. I don't know how stabbing works. <laughs> I think it sucks is how it works. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure it's, I mean, it's always bad. I think the location has a lot to do with how bad, though. Nick Swartzen has a great bit about being stabbed. I doubt it. Mmm. <laughs> Mm, back to differ <laughs> dude i'm uh, all right man how are you i'm doing fine just thinking about the i'm thinking a lot about the time that Lil wayne said he was going to turn somebody's noodle to nada oh wow sure mm-hmm. sure also you I ever saw... go through you ever go through phases where you just get like a bar or like half a bar stuck in your head Oh no, I don't. I've never known that <laughs> feeling before. Oh wait, as a as a lifelong rap fan and rapper myself, yes, literally on like a daily basis, I get a weird, and they're not, and they're often not good ones. They're not even bad ones, right? Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. random couplets that, for some reason, land. I saw you tweeted from the at what if pod <laughs> oh, account dude. the other day. Bro, you do you remember that you and I had a conversation about that specific line at I, a bar I've, once? If if like anyone has talked to me for more than like fifteen minutes, they've had a conversation about that bar. I, <laughs> you need to tell the people who it is and what it says. So is it? It's Two Chains guesting on a Drake song. What what is the song? Do you remember the the title? Um, I'll all, look up the name. Of the song. chorus is something about all me. Uh, I, I think it's Big Sean, Two Chains. Yeah, it's from the the album where Drake's big Andrew. head is on the cover. Anyway, uh, it is all me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. All me for real. I just didn't know that was the name of the song. All me. Yeah. So Two Chains says, I forget what the setup line is. It's something about metal going off. But then he says, My dick so hard it make the metal detector go off. Uh, it's just it's something about guns. The bar before let the metal go off. From the A to Toronto, we let the metal go off. And my dick so hard it make the metal detector go off. So first what, of all, my man rhymed metal go off with metal detector go off, which is which just do, then your rhyme is just go off rhyming with go off because metal and metal detector do not rhyme. <laughs> uh no no so yeah sure just from like a writing standpoint whatever it's two chains it's a very two chains bar in many ways it's i think that's one of the the things that like is so perplexing about it to me is that it's it's so quintessentially two chains in that like a of course he would fucking say that and b no one else could say that and yes. like have it end up in a hit song. Yes. 
But then on so many other levels, I have questions. Like the bar obviously doesn't make sense on its own, which is like just, you know, logical Clear- sense. Clearly, hard, not all, not hard all hard things, things are, are metal. metal. <laughs> yes, that's that is the the number one conundrum that we've got here. Is clearly not all hard things are metal. But like you, you know, you shouldn't take two chains literally. It's so. Then on the other hand, like obviously he knows that it's funny. Oh. Yeah. Well, okay. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's it, not a hard detector, Titty Boy. Right. Yeah. He named himself Titty Boy. Like the dude just says things, but. uh I I think one of the craziest parts about it is that he said it on someone else's song and not just someone else, but like a single on a Drake record. Yes. He went like, in. You're like, people, yo, people can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And like in the studio, th- th- this is one of my, my favorite parts about rap is all the things that end up in songs that like clearly someone should have said something, but nobody said something. Nope. With yep. the like, what's the little yachty line about the blow my dick like a cello? Uh, uh, like like Squidward's cello, yeah. But no, it's not even that. I, that no, was like his is. explanation of it. Oh, right, 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 right. No, that's anyway. right because he was like, I always thought that Squidward. Squidward played a cello, but that's a clarinet or something like that. Yeah, he he confused cello and clarinet, and there was some SpongeBob something in there. But like, when you think about, okay, the whoever's recording him in that moment heard that line, and they're like, "Yep, that was the right take. That's correct. That's how the song goes." Mm-hmm. If you've ever been to a rap recording session, it's never just two people in the studio. You you know there were a dozen other people sitting around that heard that bar and either said nothing or said something positive about it. Look, somebody mixed you, that song, somebody mastered that song, a record label approved that song going on an album. Like he went into a meeting at whatever the Universal or whatever the fuck and played that song and everybody was like, "Yeah, great. Print it." I think what this calls attention to and and hi it is the what if podcast and yes we have a topic and we will get there shortly however i just want you to stop saying odd shit <laughs> this points to a thing that i've said a thousand times and i'll say a thousand times again there are way too many yes men yes women and yes non-binary friends in the world when it comes to like being in any of those situations. There's too many people that are way too scared of their clout and they just allow shit like that to happen without being like, Hey, yo, you sound real dumb, my bro. Here's my thing. You should fix that. Isn't it in in the little Yachty example, he then had to spend time on the internet explaining why he's a dumbass later. Right. You, right. You would think, that people would say, oh, I'm probably saving all of us some pain later by having this conversation now. Well, and like if you say something, so say you're the engineer recording that little Yachty song and he says, she blow my dick like a cello. And you say, hey, Yachty, uh, did you mean clarinet? He either says, oh, yeah, thanks. Crosses it out, corrects it. You do another take. Or he says, no, I meant cello. And you say, "Man, yeah, OK, your song. <laughs> right like it, it's it, your life bro yeah Follow like your truth what's the worst case scenario though there like 
you get fired on the spot for asking someone a question? I'm little yachty. I do what I want. Get out of my session. <laughs> yeah, right. Like you're gonna, and like other people are hey, in hey, positions. Hey. Somebody shoot him on the way out for ever <laughs> thinking of arguing with me. And I get it if you're like the intern at the studio or something. But like at some point, he played that for his bosses, and they were all like, "Yeah, sounds good. That's correct." I've also learned that there are a lot of people who simply do not even remotely listen to the lyrics and rap songs like at all. Sure. Like, do not, do not even think about what things mean. No, I'm, I'm not saying like, clearly you, you can and be I su- more than most. I'll you say can, you can be successful doing these things. Obviously it's the, it's just the, the process that is fascinating to me. And like with the, the two chains one. Oh no, no, no. Let me, sorry. Let me, I, I meant like, there are there were probably people who were just head bobbing and were not like oh like, like didn't even not, didn't even put it together that that's a goofy bar did not register the like linear progression of the language sure and okay go but, like oh he meant this by that but here's where the the two chains one is like a, a, a several <laughs> steps beyond the Lil Yachty one to me because it's not a mistake right like he clearly meant to say that it's not like he said the wrong word and nobody caught it oh like, yeah like Yachty's is essentially is a typo. Right. Yeah. Two chains had this just fucking goofy thought in his head. Got an unfinished Drake song and was like, "Yep, that's where that goofy ass thought goes <laughs> on the radio." And and Drake caught that goofy ass thought and was like, "Mm-hmm, print it." So then, <laughs> my next it. question is: off, you know, often collaborations are not happening in the same place at the same time. So. Were they actually physically in a studio together and Drake heard that in real time and approved of it? Chances are pretty low of that. Right? That's not usually how it goes, but sometimes. Or did he get, or did his engineer get sent a wave file from... Lift? 2 chains manager. Drop? (laughs) Drop it in there. I mean, that, that would explain a lot if, like... Drake heard it after, you know, at the point where it's, like, being mixed or had already been mixed or something. Hey, hey, rewind that real quick. What what did T Boy just say? <laughs> Doesn't he uh wait, 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 wait. No, wait, it's it's future who on that uh on the Black Panther soundtrack. What's the the song with Kendrick and oh, we can't actually play music here. Nope. But it's what it's the Black Panther soundtrack and it's Kendrick and I think Schoolboy Q rap first and second. Yeah. And they have like, you know, typically strong uh showings and then future comes in third at the end of the song with like the la di da di da slob on my knob shit mm. it's uh <laughs> 10 it's 10 right or x or... isn't it it's... that one king's dead is the name of the song oh yeah 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 you're right you're right uh with the incredible music video, it's got Kendrick sitting in a giant palm tree. That's right. That's right. So um, that one, at least, like, it's verse three, and I think his verse is shorter than the other two. Like, that shit's never going to – you're never going to get there in the club. They might do a radio edit that's just, like, the first two or something. Sure. 2 chain shit is right in the middle of the song. Just just smack dab in the in the center of it. We got we to gotta figure out – there's got to be a compilation somewhere online where someone made all the goofiest 
bars compilation. I'll make that mix if there isn't. All right. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> and we're I gonna, got we're a gonna f- grocery bag. It's just going to be that that bar on loop for 10 hours. We're going to f- we're going to figure this out together, y'all. <laughs> but to finish my thought about 2 chains. <laughs> oh my god. I'm going to do a whole spin-off podcast. <laughs> This is did, this is did, our music did, podcast getting tested, and no one likes it. It's testing very poorly right now. Uh, did Drake approve of it? Like, was he psyched about it? Was he indifferent, or was he like pissed about it? But it was too late to change it. That's all I want to know. And we will never know. If I ever interview Drake, though, that's my first question. Did you a hey, Did you hear that bar and just be like, "Fuck it, YOLO." Right. Did you close enough? Did your ghostwriters provide that for him? You know that's I love that shit though where it's like Two Chains obviously wrote that himself, you know? Like no one else would write that Correct. shit. Correct. Anyway, let's talk about Joy and then I ha- I actually have like a, I did the some of the the largest amount of research I've done in months for this show. And then I opened by talking about Titty Why Boy in God's name did minutes. we spend 20 minutes talking about two chains at the beginning of this episode? Then. I, read, I read an entire book in preparation for this week's episode. And then I opened Holy with Christ. 17 minutes of two chains. All right, talk. y'all we're doing fast joys that we got to <laughs> fucking dive in. Uh, joy this week. Um, my hey, my joy is from today, and I got to see you in real life, which is a thing that we haven't done in like fucking three months or some shit. It's a true story because it's warm as fuck here. True story. And by that I mean it. It briefly got above forty today. Uh, how about you? Uh, the first seventeen minutes of this podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and. And I keep seeing you raise your like just adorable giant, but sort of also looks tiny wine glass into the frame every once in a while. And I, I think you sipping red wine is is the perfect ambiance for this buffoonery that is the What If podcast. I'm totally into classing up our just absolutely like sophomoric and blue paranormal <laughs> podcast where we also sometimes but, talk about rap songs with a little bit of but cabernet, it, but in a way that. Absolutely does not benefit the listeners. Nope. But but it might benefit you now for you all to know that I am having a glass of Cabernet as we talk about this buffoonery. Yeah, there you go. You can imagine him in a in a what's the fancy word for robe? A smoking jacket. No, but close enough. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm wasting no more time on bullshit. We have to get to the actual planned bullshit. Wait, I actually need to know, because uh, I'm right, so now I need to know what word you're thinking of. What's it? I could, okay, I could be very wrong. What's an ascot? Is that a thing you can wear? <laughs> or is that like a blanket? Could be a blanket. I almost spit Cabernet all over my computer. <laughs> That's a tie. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Well, that kind of works though. You could imagine you wearing one of those. You could. Oh, is it like the little the little ruffly guy? Yeah, it's like the oh, poof okay. tie well, that comes out underneath your shirt. I mean, that's the same vibe. I was thinking it's not the right article, but okay. <laughs> just just want to be clear <laughs> that when you said what's the word for a robe, and you said no, I'm wrong. <laughs> you were thinking. No, I didn't of- say you were wrong. I said that wasn't what I was thinking of. Okay, well, you were not thinking of a word for a rope. That is what I'm saying. No, obviously. We've established that. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. <laughs> a fancy robe is a smoking jacket. 
an ascot sure, okay. is a tie, well, and my man, vibe is very both right now. Yeah, there you go. See? We're on the same page. I wish I had All both. Right. I do have a robe in Brian. here. Should I put my robe on for this story? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I just want you to stop saying odd <laughs> shit. Uh, have you ever heard of Valiant Thor? We've talked. We, I think that name has come up once or twice before. I here. feel like Val- the Valiant Thor has been on our. We should do an episode about this spreadsheet. Well, here or we are today, buddy, doing that. Maybe literally years. Like I actually think it was like. It was an idea in the first year or so of the show that we talked about. Well, sometimes it takes me four years to read a book. Wait, is this? Well, never mind. Uh, never mind. <laughs> so the the short version, Valiant Thor is uh, allegedly, we need an allegedly button, allegedly a man from Venus. And by man, I mean alien, but also man. A man like man? Yeah, from Venus, who... Um, visited and then also lived at the Pentagon for a while. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So this story comes from a book by Frank E. Stra- Stranges. Stranges? Stra- Strange with an S at the end. Stranges? Strange. <laughs> yes, Stranges. Uh, he wrote a book called Stranger at the Pentagon in 1967. And I think what I'm going to do for you is tell the story in the sequence that it's told in this book. Okay. Okay. <laughs> On page one of the book, Frank Stranges says that there are, or I'm sorry, there were 100 UFOs surrounding the earth in 1945. Okay. And then he jumps to March 16th, 1957 in Alexandria, Virginia. Valiant Thor, who was some sort of uh, leader from the planet Venus. I don't know if that's government leader, spiritual leader. Don't know. He landed in Virginia and was met by two police officers who he then told telepathically that he meant no harm. So the police took him in their police car to see the secretary of defense. Because if you find a strange man in the woods delivered by UFO, you take him straight to the secretary of defense. You, you as a police officer just got a knock on a few doors and say, Mm -hmm. get me the secretary of defense. Correct. There's a strange man that would like to speak with him. The Secretary of Defense then takes him to see the president, who at the time was uh, Dwight Eisenhower. Okay. So, this man from Venus, the Secretary of Defense, six armed guards, three Secret Service members, and six other people from the Department of Defense go meet with Eisenhower and Vice President Richard Nixon in the Oval Office at the White House. Just, like, off the rip, like... Hey, we're all going to day one on earth. We're going to have a conference call with the whole gang and figure this thing out. Yep. All right. I mean, I guess Mm -hmm. it makes sense. You're going to want to, you know, ask some questions, get some answers. Yep. So Val wants to take the president to his ship, but Eisenhower didn't think that was a good idea. He's like, yeah, that's probably not going to (laughs) fly. 
Val also had with him a letter from the Venusian High Council, which offered to, quote, help the human family. Aww. But Eisenhower objected because he thought it would fuck up the economy. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. Did he say how, or was that just... No, um, there are... (laughs) There are actual, like, things in quotation marks attributed to both the president and vice president in this book. Wow. That are not in any way cited or sourced or even, like, hinted at where that information, much less a quote, came from. He just says he said it. He just puts things, he puts statements in quotes and then puts, you know, former president's names next to it. Remind me, uh, remind me the name of the guy who's writing this book? It is Frank E. Stranges. And his relationship to this story. PhD. You said PhD? Yeah. Oh, we'll get there, buddy. We'll get there. Wait, is this guy's name really Dr. Stranges? Yes. Dr. Strange is a a superhero. Valiant Thor didn't bother you, but that does? Well, I mean, (laughs) no, it doesn't bother me. I'm just saying Dr. Strange is clearly. Mm, I see. Adjacent here. Also, Valiant Thor as a story has a lot of like Dr. Manhattan vibes from Watchmen. Like I'm not familiar with Watchmen. Did he have a letter from the Venusian High Council? He didn't, but he spent he he was uh he was a man who became sort of like an otherworldly being and traveled to other planets. Ah, I see. But you're saying so, this this guy, Valiant, originated elsewhere and came to the planet. He is, he is an alien from Venus, but he apparently just looks like a regular man. What's the name of this book? It is called Stranger at the Pentagon. Okay. published originally in 1967. Uh, the 1990 reprint or 91 reprint is available on archive.org if you'd like to read it for free like I did. See, that's not fair because Eisenhower died in uh, 1969. He's getting stuff attributed to him that he can't. Well, it was published in 67 originally. Oh. Well. I guess they're real quotes. Who knows? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I guess it all happened. (laughs) Then it's true. (laughs) The president didn't want to go to his UFO. Instead, they took Valiant Thor to a fully furnished apartment at the Pentagon where he lived for three years. He teleported in and out when he needed to, and he communicated telepathically with his UFO. And he also had three alien friends with him named Don, with two N's, Jill, with two L's, and Tanya, T-A-N-Y-I-A. Don, Jill, Tanya, and Val. Those are the four aliens. All of the Thor family? Ooh, good question. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm also not sure if Thor is necessarily a family name or some sort of like title or it it it, it surprisingly it gets weirder from here, Ryan. Uh I I just want to call into question that everyone had names like Don and Tanya and Va- and wait, what was the other one? Jill. Jill and then it's Valiant <laughs> is the fourth alien. Um yeah, but it's Don with two ends, Ryan. It's not just Don. Classed it up. Stop saying shit like that. It's unprofessional. <laughs> we should have grabbed you out of your element, Donnie. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, D- 
We will not mention Don again in this story. The three aliens are just mentioned in passing in chapter one. In passing! (laughs) In passing. Oh, also, there were three others. Okay, so Frank, our author, this is how his story intersects with Valiant Thor's. He was giving lectures about aliens at churches in 1959 when someone named Nancy approached him and asked if he would like to meet Valiant Thor. Okay. She then, apparently, Frank had somehow acquired some photos of an alleged alien named Valiant Thor that he was showing at his UFO lectures at churches. This guy traveled around the country talking about UFOs and aliens at churches, which is apparently a profession you could have in the 1950s. I bet it's a profession you could have today. Yeah, there's only one way to find out. He said, yes, I'd like to meet Valiant Thor, and Nancy took him to the Pentagon, where Val did some uh, Jedi mind trick shit on the Pentagon employees so that Frank could sneak in. And Frank met Val, who was a man, about six feet tall, 185 pounds, with brown hair, brown eyes. He said, quote, his skin was soft like a baby, but with the strength of a man. The skin? Okay. No, I'm not going to. That's, never mind. Soft like a baby with the strength of a man. Uh, I feel like. There's just an amazing grift going on here. Well, we haven't involved Jesus yet, but I think that might might strengthen your case in a moment. Oh, wait. Jesus gets involved soon? Oh, yes. Very soon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. In the the next two paragraphs of my notes. Um, So Val hangs out with, with Frank for a while in his Pentagon apartment. And he says that his purpose in coming to Earth was to help mankind return to the Lord. Apparently, the entire universe is Christian, and Val needed Frank's help to remind Earth people of this fact. Oh. He also told Frank that there was life on many planets, but it was all God's creation. Oh. And he told Frank that Frank's book, Saucerama... Frank also wrote a book called Saucer Saucerama. God bless. Quote, well, literally, quote, could not have been written without heavenly guidance. Oh. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. I just want you to stop saying odd shit. <laughs> God also told Val directly that he had to get off of Earth by March 16th of 1960. Or? Unclear. Um, so... Valiant Thor allegedly spent the next few months telling politicians about Jesus, but none of them listened. Okay. Uh, So on the 16th, oh, then there's some weird shit about how uh, there's a quote in here where Frank says, there are still to this day many adversaries to human freedom. These parasites have embedded themselves in all phases of human society and will never be exposed except by extraterrestrial intervention. Damn. There are there are confused individuals who have perfected a saucer type craft. Damn. Mhm. So Val goes back to to Venus on March 16th and he tells the Venusian is that what someone from Venus would be? I believe it's Venusian. Okay. I don't I I wouldn't produ- I wouldn't pronounce it differently. But Venus Venusian? 
Venusian. Venusian. Oh, wait. What? I'm pressing the pronunciation button on Google. Okay. I can't hear And it. this young man says Venusian. Venusian. Okay. Well, sure. Venusian. So he tells the Venusian Council of Central Control of his failures to convert Earth people. They gave him a new mission, a six-part mission, which was to, one, mingle with and become as Earth people. Two, work and labor in Earth enterprises. Three, help those who encounter possible threat or danger while striving for world peace. Four, give them advice and guidance. Five, entrust with superior knowledge those who have proven themselves. And six, divulge the essence of their mission to the collective national leaders of Earth, but only when the time is right. That's a list. Mm -hmm. So a year later, uh, March of 1961, Frank is driving through Beverly Hills when Val randomly appears in the backseat of his car. I kind of love it. <laughs> I'm kind of into it. They chatted for a while about work and family, and then this, uh, then he disappeared, I guess. And then this happened occasionally over the next few years. Val would just show up in places where Frank was. Okay. Val, Val told Frank that he was setting up what he called communication bases in Reno, San Diego, LA, and Geneva, Switzerland. Oh. The Did you say Reno? <laughs> Yes, Reno, San Diego, L.A., and Geneva. I can get behind Reno. <laughs> <laughs> the other ones, I don't know. For Reno? All right, let's go. These communication bases consisted of holographic communicators that he would set up in ra inside random people's houses. Well, that's... With, with their permission and knowledge? It's unclear. <laughs> okay. All right. Stop saying shit like that. It's unprofessional. <laughs> One day, Frank, uh, this was, I don't know, mid-60s, I think. Frank went to Germany to talk about UFOs. And while he was there, his tomato soup was poisoned by the men in black. Oh, damn. And Val called him from Sweden while he was in the hospital. He had to go to the hospital because he got poisoned. Val called him from Sweden to tell him that the men in black are actually working for the devil. Wow, so we've got a we've got a good versus evil we like do. intergalactic fucking war going on right now. We do. Damn, son. He doesn't hear again from Val for a bit, but in 1968, Val calls Frank and tells him to meet him at the San Diego airport. He he finds him there and they drive to Mexico, abandon their car and get on a boat. Look, the boat the boat then takes them to a floating UFO out in the ocean and they climb aboard. Okay. First thing he does when he gets on the UFO is Frank takes a shower that fixes his eyesight and then puts on some white overalls. <laughs> we have made several leaps. <laughs> Let's get weird. Let's get weird. We have made several <laughs> leaps. <laughs> Uh, he took uh, that's one of my favorite sentences I've ever written in my notes. He <laughs> took a shower that fixed his eyesight, then he put on some white overalls. We're getting a little uh 
We're getting a little Heaven's Gate here. Oh, man, we need fucking help, buddy. Okay. Make sure then you cleanse your body and uh, of all impurities and of any... Uh, of any blindness, I guess. Normal and, shirts and and wear standard pants. Wear our wear our god pants for your for you are soon to meet God. How does Val fit into the Jesus story here? We got you know is he oh. Holy Ghost or like what's the deal? No, he's he's taking his orders directly from Jesus. I don't know if we've gotten to that part yet, but that's. That's how he fits in. I don't think you've said that specifically thus far. Oh, well, that's what's happening. Okay. Um, once gotta, he puts on... The, you got to cover it until you're until is, it sees your hand. Is that how it works? My camera's all... Oh, there we go. The autofocus is all goofed. I couldn't... I could only see a blurry version of Spenny, and I thought he was <laughs> ascending to the heavens. <laughs> Run, get out of here. He's fuzzy. He's becoming uh, a Venusian. Val then explains to Frank hollow earth theory, black holes, and the Bermuda Triangle. Those are the first three things you need to know about, I guess, when you climb aboard a UFO. I guess. Then they gathered around the the spaceship's TV with 55 other aliens to watch Robert Kennedy be assassinated. Oh, no. Why? Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We have. <laughs> I just want you to stop saying odd shit. It never ends, buddy. There's we, there's no bottom to this fucking well. We have had episodes where we have said a lot of pretty wild sentences throughout the course of an episode. I sort of feel like this episode is a lightning round of each sentence being a very extremely outrageous thing, followed we've by seen another some one. Shit we ain't never seen before, kid. <laughs> I can't even ask questions because I feel like I could. I, I, There's I no through just, line to any of it either. It's just like wild shit after wild shit after wild shit. Was all of this uh, uncovered with the hypnotic regression? There's no mention of hypnosis anywhere in the book. So I don't feels, know. It feels very hypnotic regression story-esque to me. Yep. Uh, so yeah, there, there's something about... Val had tried to warn Robert Kennedy that he needed to accept Jesus, and then he didn't, and then Val knew he was going to get killed that day, so they all watched it together on the space TV. Wow. Also, like, in that sentence, in that sentence, just glosses right over the fact that there were 55 other aliens on board the UFO. And that they have fucking debut watch parties for the assassination of fucking right. U.S. politicians when right. they don't accept Jesus into their hearts. So Notorious, a, that sentence is doing a lot. Notorious, like, deeply rooted Catholic family, the Kennedys in the United States. <laughs> Robert had apparently not accepted Jesus into his heart and thusly was, was assassinated because of it. Uh, then they ate dinner and Val gave Frank a tour of the UFO where, where he showed him the auditorium in which they worshipped every morning. And then... The auditorium in which they watched their killings. <laughs> Frank stayed overnight on the UFO because he was sleepy and then in the morning Val drove him back to San Diego. Dr- drove him back? Well, boated and then drove. Yeah, they got the UFO. I mean, just fucking toss him back to wherever he needs to go, you That's think. Right. But also, can't you guys teleport? Just This UFO honestly just sounds like a boat. I don't, it's just floating 
in the ocean. Right. Is that a but is that a spaceship or is that a boat? Is that an identified unidentified floating object? Is that an identified boating object? <laughs> Bro, is you that just, an IBO? You just you just got on one of those fucking Scientology fucking cruise ships with Oof. the motherfucking Oof. <laughs> cult cult guys. With the fucking cult guys. You know what I mean. Uh, okay, Val, or no, Frank, this is just Frank telling a story in the book. I don't know if th- where this fits into our timeline, but what if we have timeline? a timeline, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, there, he like gives you some years here and there at least. Uh, Frank tells a story about how Val met personally with Jesus, who gave him a robe, possibly an ascot, and his mission to earth to tell people about space Jesus. So sure. we now learn that that Val's charge came directly from Jesus, which I think I don't know if it's like a separate space Jesus or the same Jesus. I, mean, I think it's all. I think it's all one Jesus. It seems like if they're saying there's intergalactic rule by Christian God, that it would be right. intergalactic right. Right. Christian Jesus. <laughs> Put it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> intergalactic christian jesus is awesome uh Me. while we're there we should probably we should probably add identified boat object as well identified boat object <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh okay there's there's some wild parts of the story left but i just remembered that we need to read a better help ad so let's do that real quick let's get help yeah Um, If you want to get set up with a licensed professional therapist and start talking to them in as little as 48 hours, you can go to betterhelp.com slash what if, and you fill out a quick questionnaire and they'll get you set up with somebody that specializes in uh, whatever you need some help with, whether it be depression, anxiety, trauma, sleep issues, family issues, tons of different specialties. Um, they'll get you set up with somebody. You can start communicating over text, email. You can do video visits. You can set up a regular weekly visit. Um, and if you use your our promo code, what if at betterhelp.com slash what if, you'll get 10% off your first month of therapy. So I'm, I'm cutting the ear, man. It's not 2020. Everybody's going to therapy. It's not 2021. Everybody's going to therapy. It's just, hey. Everybody's going to therapy, man. Just straight Forever. up. Well, not I no, mean for no time box. Right. Everybody's going to hair everybody's going to therapy. So go to betterhelp.com slash what if, use the promo code what if, get connected, and get the help you need to feel better. Yeah. yeah. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay. Um chapter we're on chapter six now, Ryan. I decided to write that down for some reason. Frank <laughs> Wait, how many chapters are in this book? <laughs> don't know. That's the only time I wrote down a chapter. Oh god, know. I'm terrified by it. how much how many more wild sentences can possibly nah, come out of this. We're we're nearing the end here. I've got like another page maybe of notes. <laughs> Frank gets his ass whooped by some men in black in Las Vegas because he thinks he's there to meet with Valiant Thor. And there are these two guys who he thinks are like Val's people but they turn out to be men in black. And he realizes this because they were smoking cigars. And Frank says, quote, space people 
do not smoke and are never around people who do. Oh, never around. Nope. Never and do not smoke are in all caps in the book. <laughs> okay. Okay. Luckily for Frank, quote, I remembered some of my martial arts study and quickly rolled out of their way and sprang to my feet. Okay. Why is it that these weirdos are always into martial arts? Do you have any uh, theories on that? I mean, we've talked about... <sighs> I'm trying to think of... I can't even think of his name. The fucking goof-ass that yelled at the crowd in L.A. at that movie. Jeremy Corbell? Jeremy Curves! <laughs> <laughs> we talked about... Uh, we talked about him being into it. I, I don't think... I don't think I can speculate, man. I... Because I don't want to denigrate martial arts. Yeah, right. The martial arts are not the problem. It's just this weird, uh, this weird shared, and it's all. It's never like. I feel like if you're actually very skilled in martial arts or like actually practice martial arts, you don't just go around telling people about it all the time. I think that's the weird part. Like he very very easily could have said, "I rolled out of the way." But for some reason, he said, I remembered my martial arts training and rolled out of the way. Like, dude, is that is that an advanced martial arts technique? Rolling? I mean, look, this guy is already saying that intergalactic Christian Jesus has chosen Valiant Thor to be his buddy. So, like, by proxy, he's already trying to make himself seem pretty fucking cool in the world. So he obviously thinks martial arts are cool. And he thinks he is made cooler by being like, hey, look, intergalactic Christian Jesus thinks I'm cool. Also, I have a blue belt. So <laughs> if you didn't think the first part made me cool, you might think the second part makes me cool. Fuck with your boy. Fuck with me, I'm oh. grown now. Oh, also, did I tell you I'm a doctor? Doctor Stranges <laughs> is, is, is. So in spite of his martial arts training, he was getting whooped pretty bad by the men in black. But luckily, two good aliens in silver jumpsuits showed up and saved his ass. And they took him to their UFO to heal him up. I'm sorry. I just also realized that one time they tried to kill him and they didn't succeed. And so instead... They just decided to beat him up later. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like we poisoned his soup and it didn't work. So from now on, <laughs> we'll just punch him hard. <laughs> well, seems like the order of operations is a little out of sync there. Well, their next step was in 1985. Uh, the men in black made him crash his car and he was paralyzed in the accident. Oh, no. But well, now we can't make jokes anymore. Oh, no, man. no, no. We can. We can. We can. Just wait. Because Valiant Thor showed up at the hospital and miracleized him back to health. He unparalyzed him. He fixed his eyes. He fixed his legs. He didn't even need a he magical his, space shower this time. He fixed his fashion sense by getting him some <laughs> sick overalls. Um, okay. Ay, vey. <laughs> he then tells us that we get a few specifics here. Val's spaceship is usually out in the desert just east of Las Vegas. And he says, okay. quote, several thousand people know about it. It's 300, 300 feet across and 97 feet high, saucer-shaped. 200 aliens work on it at a time. Oh. 
And there are 102 other similar ships on Earth. And the first one came here 6,000 years ago. Very specific. Mm -hmm. All very specific. And he says, in every ship, there is a power rod, which is in all caps for some reason, that governs propulsion. They're powered by a power rod. (laughs) Suddenly, extremely not specific. (laughs) That's maybe my favorite part is like, you're going to, you're going to obviously fabricate all this shit, but the best you could do was power rod for what powers the ship. It's like, uh, you know, it's like a thing and they stick it in there and it's, uh, you know, power rod. Yeah. (sighs) There's also a quote master beam that the mothership uses to control the other ships. So there's some big spaceship out in space and then smaller spaceships on the earth. And the big ship can control the smaller ships with a master beam. Uh, mothership, if you will. Yes. Um, he then gives us the location of, he said 102, but now he says 287 ships on the planet earth. Okay. Would you like to know where they are or where they were? 207? (laughs) 287, bud. 87. Uh, or at least where Uh, they were in, as of this book's publishing. We going city by city because ain't nobody no, got time for that. I'll, I'll summarize. Um, there are thirty-eight of them in the Pacific Ocean, twenty-nine in Japan, twenty-one okay. in the contiguous forty-eight state United States, uh, eighteen in the Atlantic Ocean, seventeen in the USSR. <laughs> so they need to update his list. Um, and skipping down to the bottom, two in Antarctica and one in Alaska. I love the world in which this dude is like, uh, yeah, I have specifics on a lot of things like the to the ship volume of each ship and country that it's in. And also power Power rods, (laughs) (laughs) power rods, maybe. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, it seems like that's a thing we should get more specific on when you're talking about intergalactic uh, travel boy. of extraterrestrials. Oh, buddy. All right, let's end with this, Ryan. <laughs> we're going to we're going to learn the ring of fire protection that valiant oh, Thor. Ring of fire. The man from Venus who has spoken directly with Jesus taught to Frank to protect him. Okay. Oh, this is like a we're this is like a saying. It's like a chant. We have we have Val's instructions on how to protect ourselves. Oh no. <laughs> okay, I'm here for it. Let's okay. do it. It's called the Ring of Fire, and it says a ritual you can perform. Please follow these instructions carefully. I will. One. Yes. Place a lighted white candle before you on a table or other flat surface. I have one right here. Should I, yeah, uh, Should do I it, light it? Do it, do it, do it. Okay. It also says, Ryan, be careful to place a dish or other object under the candle to catch any drips. Val was very concerned about hot Aww. wax dripping onto your table. Val, that or he's like, hey, look, in this process, shit's going to get crazy and <laughs> you're going to want to, the candle's going to blow up a little bit. Okay. Uh, 
is the candle candle lit lit and in front of you yeah and there's something under it i don't know if that's part of the i don't know if that's part of the see here yeah yeah we got it okay it's my finger step two things are fine under no circumstances should you permit anyone or anything to interrupt you while you are performing this ceremony. Oh, God. All right. I'm scared. Step three, recite the Lord's Prayer. Do you know it? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us a stare our daily bread and forgive us those who trespass against us. As, or forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Step four, (laughs) pray the following prayer without doubt in your heart. Believe that the God of creation is hearing you at the very moment that you are praying. Keep your eyes open. This is going to be a problem because I. (laughs) I'll read it to you. It's okay. Just just don't doubt me. Lifting your outstretched hands heavenward. Look into the flame. So you you put your hands up and look at the flame, okay? (laughs) Maintain your full senses. Know what you are doing at all times. Repeat aloud. Eternal Father, creator of the universe, hear this day my petition. Surround me now with your divine ring of fire, the fire of your protection, the fire of your abundance, the fire of complete healing, the fire of divine abundance. I now command the hand of Almighty God on my behalf. Let it be so at this very moment in the blessed name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, as you look into the flame of the candle, place all your heartfelt desires as well as your problems into the flame Extinguish the candle and watch the smoke rising as to the nostrils of God as he receives your prayers. Do not, wait, do not remove yourself from the room for at least three full minutes. As you stand before the extinguished candle, you got to stand up, buddy. Wait, I have to blow it out first, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, you're already supposed to do that. Hurry up. All right, it's blown out. As you stand before the extinguished candle, keep your eyes open and feel the presence of the ring of fire. Okay, that's it. Just don't leave the room for three minutes and you should be straight. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. I thought, okay, for what it's worth, I thought that was actually going to be a lot weirder than it was. I mean, that's just like... Well, he does say you can per- you can perform this prayer ceremony at any time, anywhere, even while driving your car. Which okay. seems like it would be harder considering you have to light a, a candle, set it on a table, and then stand up with your arms extended for part of this. <laughs> and stare directly into the flame while you're steering a motor vehicle? I don't think so, Dr. Frank. I mean, that's at least physically possible. Standing up and extending your arms over your head is not possible for most people inside of a moving car. Okay. Also, yes, it is technically physically possible to stare into the lit flame of a candle for like multiple minutes while you recite this. <laughs> if you put this, on the dashboard right in front of you, you might be okay. you're going to drive into a fucking wall. <laughs> there shouldn't be any walls in the road. You might be okay. I mean, not in the road, but next to the road. Yeah, just don't turn. You'll be all right. So anyway, that's the end of the book. Um, he closes with some <laughs> doomsday, some doomsday predictions from Valiant Thor. We could go through those if you want. Uh, give me, give me one, give me one good one. Let's, let's go out on one good one. One good doomsday (laughs) prediction. You know, give me, you know, give me a, give me a real spicy one. Okay. Um, it's, it's really like one long doomsday prediction, uh, with many smaller spicy elements. (laughs) Well, they're just all connected, you know? Um, got it, got it, got it, got it. But let's see. Number four. (laughs) This is actually really good. Number four, transportation will be a major problem. (laughs) <laughs> okay 
Well, these are supposed to be in order. Right. These are supposed to be in order, though. So step one is millions will. This is in all caps again. Uh, millions will vanish from the face of the earth. Uh, just like they're gonna, like just. Step just two: gone? loved ones gone, <laughs> graves opened. Oh, yeah, man. He's talking about this so, is some uh, end of days shit. Maybe this is revelations, is what he's talking about. Here. Well. I don't know, man, because number four, transportation will be a major problem. I don't know if they had buses back then, but they're going to have some problematic buses in the future. Look, there's been some pretty wild, uh, like, hey, if the rapture happens just like like that in the middle of the day, like things aren't going to be going very well at that time, you know? Sure. And then he's got some like sort of generic one world government, new world order shit mixed in there. Oh, wow. And then the book's over. Uh, Valiant Thor How out. Is, is Dr. Frank still with us? I don't know. He was writing books in the 60s and giving alien lectures in the 50s, so he'd be pretty old if he is. Probably not, I suppose. Huh? I mean, that was a long time ago now. Yeah. Unless he was, you know, in, in elementary school going around giving lectures about UFOs at churches. He's probably probably not with us. I guess I just, uh, you know... Have some questions. <laughs> I mean, I really don't. It seems pretty clear. <laughs> I think seems I got it. Seems cut and dry to me. Yeah, I think I understood most of it. All right. I can All get right, behind well, that, too. See you next week, buddy. <laughs> it's been fun. <laughs> let us, hey, if you guys do the Ring of Fire and it works out dope for you, let us know. Yeah. Um, if anybody's got Drake's number, hit me up. I got some questions for him. We got a question for him, too. Yeah, actually, just one. And, yeah, it's really just one question. And also, you know, if you guys all want to get uh, some like white overalls to wear with our Crocs together. Like we could mm. do that too. Just like let me know, and we'll. I'm you know. I'm not into that, bro. My I eyesight's fine. <laughs> overalls don't really seem that comfortable to me. I don't know. I think they might. I mean, you start your own cult. That's fine. I think I'm out though. The thing that's tough is I'm real tall, and like your shoulder, I have like a you know I have a I have a long midsection. And so even with the, like extended straps, I feel like that's going to be on your, on your fucking overalls. It's going to be really pulling stuff in into a region that I'm just not going to be thrilled about. Right. Like, you got to get some customs with the, the extra long straps. Right, 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 right. It's got to got to get the uh stretch Armstrong Are you, strap. You could go like away. one one strap off, you know, that might give you a little more wiggle room there. And go very uh very crisscross. Weren't they backwards? They were backwards, but also often without one strap. Tight. Fashion icons crisscross. 100%. All right, bud. It's been fun, I think. It's been real. It's been nice. <laughs> Make sure you uh, look out for the devil's uh, men in black. and Don't leave your soup unattended. Don't leave your soup unattended. I guess make sure you do some punches and kicks so you can get out if the devil <laughs> the devil comes for you through them and uh yeah if you want to buy a poster speaking of putting things on the list go to shop.whatifpodcast.com emails are high at whatifpodcast.com uh oh speaking of emails and voicemails uh thank y'all for the birthday wishes i saw there was a couple emails and voicemails that came in about my birthday this week nobody cares 
Y'all are very nice. Yes, they do, Spencer. I'm thanking people for being kind to me. Nobody cares. Uh, 612-246-4614 or hi at Podcast.com. It's at WhatIfPod on other socials. Patreon.com slash WhatIfPodcast gets you a second episode of this show every single week, plus access to a back catalog of over 150 episodes of the show. We love iTunes reviews if you want to leave us one. We love you for being who you are, and we hope you have a very good week. And we'll see you next one. Thank you very much for the participation.